You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the Unpack Podcast, presented by AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation on Twitter at the Unpack Pod on Instagram for no reason at the Unpack Pod. Like, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Like the person who said this podcast is the hashtag note nug of my heart. Thanks, buddy. That one wow, made my sweet. Yeah, so nice. I am um, Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter. And uh, I am joined by the usual crew, Alex Patakis, out in New York, a different location. This looks fancy. You got a nice house, man. Mm. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm the only non-homeowner, so I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say it's it's anything compared to what you guys got going on. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the kitchen instead of a the room. So uh, the dog is sleeping next to me, and I hope it stays that way. Uh, to spare you some editing, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess probably not. Maybe you can uh, send me a dog photo, and I because your dog is very very adorable, and I can put that on our Instagram. <laughs> Thanks, I got plenty of them, so I w- would be happy to send them to you. He's also very huge, like a lot bigger than probably the last time you saw any content. Oh wow, yeah, last time yeah. I saw him, it was like holding him in the arms. Does he weigh like sixty pounds now? <laughs> Yeah, he's like 45. I think he gets like, he like wakes up from naps bigger sometimes. He has little growth spurts during the day that (laughs) are noticeable. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Oh, man. Also joined by Ben Foldy. How you doing, man? Doing okay. No, uh, your your cat doesn't grow during naps, does it? During naps? Yeah. No, he's (laughs) he's on the couch napping right now. Is a... Same size as always. A sizable kitty, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yushka. Love some Yushka. Many a pods with him uh, on the table with us. Yep. It was kind of cool. Back in the Chinatown kitchen days. Good oh, yeah. uh, good pet talk to open the show. I feel good about this one, guys. <laughs> always. Yeah. Uh, the Packers beat the Bears 24-14, to 14, a game in which Aaron Rodgers made it abundantly clear that he owns Chicago. I don't know um, if that's not my note nug, and I don't know if it is, uh, if any of you guys wanted to touch on that, um, but I thought we would, if anyone had any comments about that, maybe you could just speak. I do, believe it or not. (laughs) Lay it on me. I think think it was awesome. I I mean, hit the haiku sounder. Oh. Ooh. We're going. Love that. Early. We're going early with a haiku. We're stepping into the spa, guys. It's a little early, but you know. My whole f***ing life. I own you. I still own you. I still own you. Wow. So good. <laughs> Maybe he listens. 
he did the he did the hard work for me. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> that's did- the only haiku that matters <laughs> from here on out. Oh my goodness! I just anything, and I said this. Um, I've said this a few times. Like I said it about uh, the Richard Sherman on field comments about Michael Crabtree. I love anything on the field that comes close to like pro wrestling. I'm super into, and so this just made my day. Yeah. Also, pissed off Aaron Rodgers is like good Aaron Rodgers, and everybody knows that. Yeah. And I want good Aaron Rodgers, and everybody acting like football isn't this incredibly violent sport of, you know, John Gruden sending terrible emails and just like a latent undercurrent of general terrible behavior. It's just like incredibly <laughs> delusional. And no matter how many times they like put a small stamp that says end racism in the end zone, it's like, this is still like one of the most garbage activities in America <laughs> funded by many of the most garbage people. Um, and so, you know, to me, that's harmless fun. Ben Foldy. In the midst of a huge spectacle of, of carnage. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean this related a, a bit to sort of the emphasis on on taunting. I heard Aaron Rodgers after the game when asked about those comments. He said, "Sometimes you just black out, like you just get so excited and just adrenaline takes over, and you just kind of black out um, uh, from the excitement." And I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a big ask to have these guys get all jacked up both physically and on 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 adrenaline and then be like oh but but behave yourself i don't know it's a fine line the taunting the taunting stuff is the dumbest rule in football on that we agree um still debating i want more chain snatching not less yeah more chain snatching still debating on whether or not we should just have like a five minute ref a ref room segment every week where we talk about our our gripes with with referees but let's just get into uh into note nugs before we dive too far down any particular rabbit hole hashtag note nugs notable nuggets tweet at us after every game at the unpack pod and let us know your bite-sized takeaways i will go first and i don't want to um beat a dead horse but last week i talked about the idea that this running back duo was possibly the best in in nearly a generation in Green Bay, or at least in that kind of conversation. And they continue to show up week after week. And this week, I mean, the Bears, that's a really good front. They stopped the run. Uh, Maybe one of the better units that they've faced so far, maybe. I think there's room for discussion there. But a a combined 5.8 yards per carry for Jones uh, and Dylan. Um, Jones with another 34 yards and a touchdown through the air. Um, Aaron Rodgers has played with some good backs, but he's also suffered through some ineffective running games in the past. And this is anything but that they're basically run first and they're winning behind a makeshift offensive line. Even Stenovich looking like a genius, like a coordinator candidate. Um, Bakhtiari's coming back soon and the weather's getting colder. And I'm just really excited to see these guys just continue to hum and hopefully break a few teams wills down the stretch. So just a shout out to the running game again, two weeks in a row. Was that the offensive line's worst game? Uh, In terms of sacks and pass pro? Possibly. And it wasn't really that bad. Yeah. You know, considering the opponent, that's just so impressive. I mean, I feel like we talk about it way too much almost. But Say what you will about the Bears. Their defense gets after it. 
Yeah. To make it through a third of the season without your best, yep, second best player on the team slash anchor of your offensive line um, and have other injuries to boot. Yeah. And like the only real black mark is a double digit win over a division opponent that boasts a really good defensive front. Like, whoa. <laughs> yep. Pretty damn cool. Yep. Feeling good about it. Because I don't count anything in New Orleans. As we know, as I think we're, that's just like the APC slash all Packer fan stance that nothing that happens happened in New Orleans really counts towards anything or Jacksonville, I should say. I was thinking about that recently. Um, you could if you went back like the last five years in NFL history and looked at week one of every team for the last five years and then looked at the, like what were the narratives for those teams and then what was the ending record? Um, does week one matter? Sometimes, yes, it shows you who that team is, but sometimes not. Sometimes it's just, it just is what it is. It's just preseason week five or four in this case. Yeah. Um, certainly what it felt like. Um, should I give my note nug? Do it. Um, I, my note nug is, you know, uh, just a tip of the cap to Kenny Clark reminding us that he is indeed a very dynamic player. Um, He's a whole whole grown man. uh, You know, I feel like there was a lot of chatter about him being worth whatever, not worth what, you know, what he's getting paid at different moments and uh, sack numbers not being there, which again, I think for for him is not necessarily a great measurement, but yeah, he got two of them anyway, um, and also just a really great day, I would say, for the defensive front for the Packers in general. Dean Lowry also wreaked a little bit of havoc. He had a sack. I think he had another like near one where it was almost similar, and he was like reaching through his offensive lineman and just about to drag uh, Fields down to the ground. So uh, I was pleased with what I saw because um, I feel like you know I'd be really dissatisfied even with a win if. Um, you know, fields look settled when you have like a young quarterback in a game like that. I feel like you really want him to, you know, that's your opportunity to show that you can really get after it a little bit. And I felt like they did just that. So um, I was very, very pleased and I'm optimistic about the defensive front compared to what we thought of them at the beginning of the season when they were literally just all being blown off the ball at all times. Yep. I'll give a shout out to listener Chris who tweets in his note nug, Kenny Clark, one man wrecking crew. Good Lord. And uh, Alex, to, to your point, you know, with, with, with Z down and, and just all, all of the injuries on this, on this team, Kenny Clark is, you know, playing nose tackle. You're not always going to get sacks. You're not always going to get the splashy stats um, and your job only gets harder when your other star defensive players aren't on the field um, and to have the game that he had was just, it was refreshing. There were a lot of things refreshing about this game on Sunday uh, and that was definitely one of them. You almost forget about Zadarius at times and just kind of off of that, like, you know, injury luck. I think the first two years of the LaFleur era was something that the Packers had a lot of. Um, That is definitely not the case this year. So you know, if they just kind of re-rack a 13-win season, um, it, it'll definitely be the most impressive one, just given the people they've had to shuffle in and out um, of different positions so far. There was an actual, like, uh, coverage sack, too. I can't remember who ended up getting it. But, I mean, I, I do think that the defense in general has kind of, like, pulled it 
pulled itself together. You know, a little improvement in the red zone would be nice, but um, yeah, the Garvin had a sack. Maybe that was the one. I, that might be it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I it's a pretty pretty amazing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's funny. It's like I'm glad you brought up injuries because I think you know it's easy to be kind of pessimistic. And I know I think I saw also that Green Bay has the toughest strength of schedule from here on out. Um, you know, I, I think we should gird ourselves for a, you know, 10 and seven, 11 and six season and not get too used to what we've been seeing. But with the injuries that we've had, I think, I mean, that's a pretty good season all in all. And nobody else in the NFC North looks particularly threatening. So I'm okay to scrape out these wins. Um, you know, I think last week my my prediction was like if they don't tighten up, they could lose this game. I think it was probably closer than a lot of fans would have liked. But you know, it's also the Bears at Soldier Field, and they did what they had to do. And it's like nice to see some like gutsy gutsiness. And I, I guess that leads me to my note nug, which is like it's nice to see Alan Lazard like finally getting his due shovel pass, baby. Um, whether I mean whether you consider that like the touchdown or just like I mean I I feel like announcers like highlighted him several times like just doing like the grimy Alan Lazard stuff and he's basically like the receiver version of Mercedes Lewis at that at this point also honestly Equinemius that was a great catch with a really chintzy OPI call um and you know I've I've been an Equinemius stan since he was drafted but uh I legit think that he's a quality receiver you know maybe like probably not somebody you want like second on your depth chart but i think he can play in the nfl and so it was nice to see him you know even get to imagine that he scored an nfl touchdown for a couple of (laughs) seconds before the refs took it away yeah it was though that's what sucks shout out to uh pj who tweeted in his note nug equinemius was stone cold robbed and his big day is coming and then he sent a picture of him uh self wearing a uh eq jersey can we? Um, I, that's that's a lot. Of, that's a lot. I'm into that. That's a lot. <laughs> oh, an EQ. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Mercedes Lewis. Just like really quick. Um, do we think that like the Packers just kind of ease into games and wait to see how long like uh, it takes for someone to like believe that they'll pass it to him? I feel like this is like the most yardage he's had in like a decade. Maybe. I know. I mean, who knows how many he, has, he actually has? But like he. I don't know. He's not just on the field to block anymore. I feel like maybe he was, and they're just like, well, if everyone else thinks that, like, we'll use him. Yes, I think He's that... Um, kind of an well, asset. How much of that, too, is Tanyan just not being good this season? Yeah, or teams paying more attention to Tanyan, and I, I heard um, Justice and Tex talk about this on on the repack, but it, at this point, it's almost like Mercedes is, is kind of a de facto tight end one. If they're going to send him out there on on basically decoy routes and no one's ever going to pay any attention to him, then he's always going to be available. Yeah. And Rogers has shown he's more than happy to check that down to him. Loves right big now. dog. <laughs> um, and he's enough of a benefit to the run game that it's not like you, like, I mean, it's kind of Lafleur's like optimal, you know, 11 personnel, right? Like you can disguise all the looks all the time. And not to rehash everything that um, that Justice and, and Tex have already talked about, but is is Big Dog even like a six second forty yard dash at this point? At this point, <laughs> oh, that'd be a tight one. Doesn't matter because he's hard to bring down. He's so hard to bring down. He's just 
He's almost, he's big man with football out there with a head of steam. Um, I want to touch on one more note nug before we head to break. Steve tweeting in red zone defense break, but don't bend. And um, <laughs> I saw, I think it was Lily Zhao and I, but maybe not. I'm forgetting who, who tweeted this out mid game, but at some point during the game, someone tweeted out that um, the Packers defense has been taken into the red zone 15 times this season and given up 15 touchdowns. I think that that stood through this game as well either way not a good look not a good look for this defense i don't know what what happens when they get inside the red zone i mean part of it i think is that almost all of their defensive difference makers are hurt yeah. at this point yeah. i mean like fair fair point it's a lot it's a lot to ask um i don't yeah i don't know like schematically i mean the one thing the, the other thing that stood out and and has probably contributed a lot to the better performance out of the red zone is that the Packers are tackling really well this season yeah. in a way that I am completely unused to. And I might have to retire the term packling almost as soon as I <laughs> brought it into being. I don't which think is I probably ever knew that thing. was a thing. Yeah. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I love it. Um, Damn, I wish I, I wish it lasted longer. And, well, I mean, it'll probably come back. I mean, let's be real. But, let's stash that one um, in, the, in the brand book and we'll come back to it. But yeah, so I, and I don't know if that's because Joe Barry, you know, tackled Aaron broke his face during training camp or what, but they just seem to be much better at tackling, uh, you know, in, in, in the normal run of play and, and not giving up, you know, big gains and like huge screen passes that should be five yards turning into 20. Um, so I think that's probably helping out between the, between the twenties and then, but you know, something's going on in the red zone, you know, in the, at the beginning of the season, it was, you know, miscommunications and things like that. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what it is now. No idea. It is It is fair to say, though, that no one else on the team is Jair Alexander, and he's not on the field, and a lot of clutch moments. They're just not, not coming up with what they need there. All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, news and haikus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, we are back, and we're just going to move right along into the spa because, Alex, I know you got a dinner reservation you got to get to. <laughs> well, we're also working on a, a ticking clock here, right? So, yeah. Um, that, that works out in my favor uh, this time around. That's All right. True. We're in 
Deep breath. Relax. I'll go first. Murray and Mahomes. Wilson, maybe with real guys. Now the season starts. Firstly, true dad, Russell Wilson. You are just you just, you just continue to outcorny yourself, and I just can't take it anymore with this practicing with nobody on the field in a fake huddle. Give me a GD break. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break, but oh that's not blame. Blame the nano bubbles. Uh, nano bubbles are yeah getting lodged in the brain cavity, but that's not what the, that's not the point of this uh, this haiku. We've um, the real point is that we've gutted through injuries. We've been able to learn and grow on the fly, all while winning games and padding our record. And now, um, and uh, Ben, you touched on this earlier, but now we enter a tough stretch. And I don't want to overlook Washington because you do got to show up on game day in the NFL or you will lose. But um, <laughs> then it's then it's at the Cardinals, at Kansas City, at home against the Seahawks, um, who aren't great. But again, they might have Wilson back and I'd rather not face him than the Vikings, Rams, Bears again. The Ravens didn't even think about the <laughs> Ravens. The season is about to get pretty uh, brutal and um uh, ben, again, as you already said, I won't be surprised if they they drop some of these games. So this um, it's really just a reminder to myself, saying it out loud on the record, to stay calm, to not overreact, and to just, again, enjoy the football. That's my mantra for the season. Enjoy the football because it's going to get tough sledding for a while. Um, by the way, no bye week until week 13 because player safety, I guess. That's <laughs> in, in whatever, 800-week uh, season at this point. Good grief. But it's uh, it's going to be tough sledding here. All right. So can we talk about the Russell Wilson thing really quickly? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is there any actual football, like, like, do his coaches encourage that? Like, is it, does, is that, what is it? You know, is it just like, I know the cameras are out there. I kind of want to like instill confidence in people that I'm coming back. And like, I want to like one up JJ Watt in the try hard game. So like this, I'm going all out with it. Like, I'm just so confused of what like the football use is of that. Like there is so much better use of your time. If you're like trying to work to get back to be even better when you rebound from this, I just, man, it's all about the mindset, all about the mindset. It's like hard. Like (laughs) it is hard. It's really hard to watch that and, and not want to harm something <laughs> um yeah whatever why are why are like the two most try hard guys in the league both badgers too that's got kind of sucks but who's the other jj yeah well yeah or i guess he's like kind of flaming out so his brother's like taking the mantle from him but i mean um, you know who wasn't a try hard badger Ron Dane. Yeah. <laughs> that dude. Can we get back to that Badger era? Like, like, like DGAF Badger era? Yeah. Um, yeah. At least those teams were My only Ron Dane memory is a Thanksgiving game. I think he was on the Broncos at this point. Like, he'd already flamed out of, of I think, New York drafted him, if I remember right. And then, yeah, thunder and lightning, baby. And so he, and he just happened to have this like pretty good game against a pretty crap Dallas team that I think Drew Henson was the quarterback of at the time and uh, won like the turkey leg. 
And the after game interview of just Ron Dan like demolishing a turkey leg as he tries to talk about like this, you know, <laughs> relatively decent performance of like 76 yards and a touchdown in a totally like crappy game. <laughs> uh, it's just like that's my only Ron Dan professional memory. And it and it holds up, honestly, because he looks kind of like Rick Ross in the interview, if I remember right. Too. Like, he's got a big neck beard. Yeah. Amazing. Um. That is Anywho. kind of the fun part of uh, the, you know, the the Thanksgiving Day games oftentimes being crap because of the teams that like, you know, always play them is you'll just get like a random player who did enough to be like the player of the game and has like a memorable interview with yeah. with meat in his hands, uh, which is uh, awesome or poultry, I guess. Now joined on the field by Brett Swain. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wait. So here's here's what it was. It was a it was a. 98 yard one touchdown performance. He won the MVP of Thanksgiving Day for, and it looks like I think most of that came on a single 55 yard run to set up the game winning field goal in overtime. Got to earn that oh turkey God. leg. <laughs> How many carries do you have it in front of you? The bad, he played 10 games for the Broncos that season. Recording 270 yards on 53 carries with that one touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) One turkey leg per TD on the year. That's pretty awesome. I'm happy to have uh, my haiku spin out into first Russell Wilson and then Ron Dane talk. I'm into it. Um, I don't think we need to dive into it anymore, but I will usher us back into the spa. Alex, do you have a haiku for us? Yes, I do. It's kind of the opposite of Zen. I had a bad dream in which McCarthy ended the Rogers era. That's a real thing that happened. <laughs> I uh, I will admit I was dozing on uh, Sunday. I had a long Saturday this weekend, so I enjoyed the Packers kind of ho hum victory. It wasn't really ho hum, but it kind of felt like it. Maybe it's just because it's the Bears. Uh, and then dozed off during the late slate and. Just kept waking up to see, you know, the CD Lambs and Amari Coopers of the world just kind of like outclassing um, <laughs> their opponents. Uh, and at literally at one point, I had like a little daydream of the Cowboys beating the Packers in the playoffs and Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers like shaking hands and that being the last game that Rodgers plays for the Packers. And it just like, it was so strange. And then I was like, well, what's like the shit? way this can possibly go and that's definitely it and it's not that far-fetched like I they're a little overhyped because they're the Cowboys but I mean would you want to play that team in the playoffs no like not with they just have so many weapons it's crazy like I don't know can I can I can I offer something to maybe put your mind at ease Yeah, yeah that they suck and they're the Cowboys and it's McCarthy well they clearly don't suck um, so I can't, I can't say yeah. that Dak is balling out this year. The team is good, but they're almost good in spite of McCarthy. Like, I'm not sure McCarthy is like, sure. He's like the organizational leader and we all know him as the guy who can instill a philosophy. But at this point, it's like not even his offense. He's not calling plays. All he's doing is incorrectly using timeouts. And, and if, if the Packers lose, to the Cowboys in the playoffs, it will not be because of Mike McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is such a dumb thing to worry about, but it was just like, 
I just think if we're building on these frustrating playoff losses, um, that's the next step up from, you know, losing to the Bucks in spite of Tom Brady, right? Yeah. And then Brady's like the headliner. Gets it would glory. be like yeah. the Packers losing to the Cowboys in spite of McCarthy being out coached. Um, such a dumb thing to worry about right now. The team is playing so well, but in a literal daydream I had watching football on Sunday. Um and dozing off as Tony Romo and Jim Nance trample all over each other. It's a dumb thing to worry about, but the the way that you are worrying about it is one of the things that I like about you. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, this is so good and it's going to be good, but when it, this is going to end and it's going to end terribly. Um, that was our preseason prediction, just pain. And I'm trying to think like, what's the worst pain? That's probably the worst pain I can think of other like, cause that would be worse than a Super Bowl loss. Like, you know, if you, that's like, you know, I could, I could stomach a Super Bowl loss. No one in the AFC pisses me off enough. I, I thought really care. today as I was writing my haiku, haiku and thinking about um, sort of the tough stretch that we have ahead of us on the schedule, I was thinking about your, your preseason pain prediction. And, and again, if I could offer some, some, some calming words, the end of the season is pain for everyone except for yeah. fans of one team and so yeah. what so you're almost guaranteed to be right but we do it to ourselves every year and here we are <laughs> yeah but some teams get the pain out of the way early you know <laughs> the packers like to leave it late i guess yeah. you know sorry not to combat you i i, I know that i mean you're right uh, you know <laughs> only one team wins it every year but um yeah Anyway, no, that's a fair, fair. I hope I hope I have a Super Bowl winning dream next week after the Packers trounce the uh, football team. The Washington football team, Um, which, by the way, can like commentators and the behind the desk people doing the halftime shows and stuff. Can can we just call them Washington? We don't need they all they all lean into like the football team. It's like it's not novel anymore. Just call them Washington. It sounds better. Come on, guys. Yeah. What are we doing? Probably should have been doing that for a long time. You idiots. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, ben, do you actually, do you have another haiku or did we blow our load earlier? That was the only haiku that I had. That was it. We blew our load. Sorry, guys. I, I'm, can I, do I have to bleep that out? It's, that's pretty vulgar. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> best haiku, man. What a memorable moment. He's. We have got, been given so many memorable quotes by Aaron Rodgers. So many t-shirt worthy quotes. I think it was uh, by that man. Chris Burke on on the I Love Gold podcast uh just yesterday kind of remembering that uh, just like every year for the past whatever 9 years there's just been a different quote every year and Rodgers talks about it sometimes too. It happens it happens organically. It's almost never intentional, but it almost always happens. And uh this year I still own you, man. <laughs> Which, by the way, um, uh, APC has released a st- I Still Own You t-shirt, which you can, I'm sure there's a blog post up, acmepackingcompany.com. If you, uh, for the uh, for the Bears fans in, in your life, you can wear that around them. Yeah, be a nice Christmas present. Big ups to the woman that gave him the double bird in the crowd, by the way, that kind of like, you know, birthed this extremely... Uh, awesome and memorable moment. I saw someone that, uh, on Twitter. Packers fans will hold with them forever. I wish I could um, remember who it was. Big problem that I have. I saw something on Twitter. Um, someone looking at, I believe it was all 22, and it was like various angles of that moment. And there must have been 
like 15 people flipping him the double bird at that moment. <laughs> they okay. like all circled. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, a film breakdown. Yes, exactly. On the chalkboard, different circles around people. I mean, that's not unique to anywhere, no, right? No, like, it's I not think, unique. I think I feel like people talk about Bears fans like, it's like, well, you might as well be in Philadelphia. And it's just like, yeah, everybody flicks someone off in the end zone. It's just what you do. I will say, yeah. I will say, to, to counter you, the only time I've ever been in a room full of people cheering an injury, it was at a Bears bar in Chicago. Really? Yep. No, no, no. Uh, Bears fans. <laughs> I was. I just happened injury. to be in the area killing some time before a flight, and I wound up at essentially a sports bar during a Bears-Cardinals game, I believe, a couple years ago. And um, a Cardinals player got hurt. It was a tight contest, and that bar was loving it. Really? Oh, not even a Packers injury. No, yeah. Not even a rival. Not even at the time Just, a credible threat. Yeah. Not even the Trevithan uh, hit on. on uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Devontae. Yeah. yeah. On Devontae on oh Thursday night. Everyone's favorite activity watching people get murdered on Thursday nights. So speaking of murders on Thursday nights, there was also a really douchey. Uh, who was it? Was it Devontae also against the Eagles a couple of years ago? Yep. I was out and there were Eagle fans yeah. yep. at Tom and Jerry's, a Packers bar, and they were being extremely douchey about that. So I think, yeah, we were I think we were there together. I think. Yeah, it was infuriating. Did we get a verdict maybe, on if Tom and Jerry's is permanently closed? I'm I like checked again. They're still cl- I mean, they're closed. All right. I'm not trying to uh, again. I'm not. This is irresponsible. I'm not burying them just yet, but they have not been open on a Sunday this football season to mine or Google's knowledge. And yeah. Google knows a lot. They know a lot. They get some stuff wrong. But uh, we got about six minutes left on the free Zoom here. Packers are uh, open the week at nine and a half points, I believe. Minus nine and a half against the uh, the football team. <laughs> well, I mean, Washington, isn't Washington uh, giving up like over 30 points a game? Yeah, and they are at least in the last few weeks. They so. are um, among the worst, if not the worst, defense in the league. Cool. Which was not what people <laughs> expected coming into this season. Not at no. all. I think they maybe they overachieved a little bit last year, but a unit that really impressed people, and they are blowing it big time this year. They might have been division favorites, I think, coming into the season based on like win totals, at least. Yep. If you and you know. and based on presumption of a garbage division. Yep. Right. Yeah. On the Cowboys not actually lighting it up. Are we um, getting Heineke? Who's uh who's who's their quarterback right now? I just want to see the emails. That's my only take on this game. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. about the emails? And text messages. Yeah, it's amazing. The FBI does a probe into uh the Washington football team and the only person who gets burned is John Gruden. <laughs> I feel yeah, like and more's got to be clearly because he called the commissioner a homophobic slur, which granted not cool, but like apparently you you have to like <laughs> specifically piss off the commissioner in order to be like publicly humiliated by the NFL. Yeah. Well, uh and I think it was uh Dan Hansis on the around the NFL uh podcast said uh the phrase he used was the essentially the um was a hat trick basically there was the homophobic slur there was the racism and the hardcore misogyny that's the hat trick you're out of there yeah that's like Chappelle's new uh, Netflix special <laughs> like no no <laughs> minority group goes unoffended um, no no one left behind yeah, no, yeah. no child left behind <laughs> seriously uh, uh, George W Bush came to my high school to promote. Uh, no child left behind by the way 
<laughs> I saw him. So speak. my campaign stop. Wait, you went to wait. You went to King, right? Yeah, I went to Rufus King. Yeah. So when I was in middle school and the lead up to the 2000 election, uh, Lieberman's Joe Lieberman's mom and daughter, I think, came to our school, and we were all like the <laughs> oldest we were was eighth grade. It was I like I would love to meet whatever campaign staffer thought that. Joe Lieberman needed to campaign to the Jewish day school. I was going to say, it was this Jewish day school time? <laughs> yeah, but it's also like, it's like, yeah, you think the Jews aren't voting for Joe Lieberman? Like, and, and also, we're in eighth grade. Like, it was absurd. Uh, anyway. Anyway, Washington football. That was, uh, was a, yeah. Washington, yeah. I mean, my favorite Packers, you know, every time we play that, the Washington football team, I, I recall the time where the Packers had the fate of the free world in their hands in 2004 uh, when they played the game that, you know, had determined the presidential winner for every contest since like 1932, I think. Yep. And the Packers won, meaning George W. Bush should have lost his reelection. Uh, and then, you know, what happened happened. Yep. So... Womp womp. We're uh, we're really pissing off uh, one APC commenter who I don't think listens to the show anymore, but comments a lot who thinks we're communists, basically. <laughs> Does he, do they know what I do for a day job? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, nah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... I think that's a, a podcast. I'm going to hit the, uh, hit the polka. And that's it. We actually got some time to spare. Two minutes left here on the free Zoom. Did we leave hey. too much time for did, him? Yeah, did we leave too much time for another podcast to run it back and win the game? <laughs> and win the game. Send it into overtime. Um, that's it. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers still own the Bears at Soldier Field. Currently located in Chicago. May soon be located not in Chicago. Stay tuned for that. 24 to 14 was the final score. Washington football team is up next. The Washington football team, the football team is up next. The football players, man. The football players for the football team are going to take the football field and they're going to play a football game. (laughs) Packers uh, minus nine and a half. Good grief. Let's just get this win before the tough stretch happens. Let's just get this win. And get some players healthy. And uh, that's it. We're just hanging out during the polka now. All right, guys. For Alex and Ben, I am Zach. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Reporting is eligible. will be coming up tomorrow. Intercepted. Previewing the game with Justice Mosqueda on Friday. And then, and then it's football, baby. That's it. All right, guys. Keep your stick on the ice. Let's go, Pack Go.